talk about how a harlot's fear leads to faith. So from fear to faith. Rahab. We find her name actually more than what people realize throughout Scripture. We find her here in the book of Joshua. We find her again in the genealogy of Christ. And we find her again in the, the book of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. And we're going to talk about Rahab this morning. And oftentimes a lot of preachers will try and preach around the fact that she was a harlot. They will try and call her all different types of titles. But the reality of it is this woman had a sordid past. The reason I want to mention that is because what it does for us, it gives us hope that no matter where we're from, what we've done, what our life was prior, when God gets a hold of us, everything changes. And I don't know about you, but that gives me peace, that gives me hope, and that gives me assurance that God is much greater, much greater than anything I have ever done. His grace is perfect. So let's stand together as we read from Joshua chapter 2. Joshua chapter 2, and we, I, I'll try not to read the whole thing, but we're going to have to read quite a bit of it, and then we'll finish it out uh, as we go through the sermon. Joshua chapter 2 says, Now Joshua the son of Nun sent out two men from <clears throat> Acacia Grove to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told to the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Then the woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men uh, came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And it happened as the gate was being shut when it was dark uh, that the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. But she had brought them up on the roof and hidden them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. Then the men pursued them by the road to the Jordan, to the fords. And as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. Now before they laid down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land that the terror of you has fallen on us. And the, all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for when you, or for when you uh, came out of Egypt. And what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan in Sihon and Og, whom utterly you destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither there remained any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God. He is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Now, therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that also you will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token and spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all they have and deliver our lives from death. So the men answered her, our lives for yours. If none of you tell this business of ours, and it shall be. When the Lord has given us the land, that they will deal kindly and truly with you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall, and she said to them, Go to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward you may go your way. So the men said to her, We will be blameless of this oath of yours, 
which you have made us swear, unless when we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you bring your father and your mother, your brothers and all your father's household to your own house, so for it shall be the, that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head, and we will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him. Father, we thank you that we can see in the life of even one who practiced such thing as harlotry, Father, as one that still is not beyond your reach. We thank you, Father, we can recognize this, that, Lord, when fear comes, when fear of you comes, faith quickly follows. Lord God, teach us to fear. Teach us to understand that your word is true and what you say is true. And what you say will come to pass will come to pass. And may we have that same fear that leads to faith that Rahab had. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You ever been scared? How many of you remember as a child those things that would make you very, very scared? You would watch one of those crazy movies. Then you were afraid to shut your eyes at night. You were afraid to sleep with the light off. And you were 17. You know, I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all part of it, you know. I mean, we get a little scared even as, as teenagers and adults sometimes. We, we watch something and the next thing you know, you're like, man, could that really happen? We have fear. Well, that's the wrong type of fear. The Bible's not talking of that type of fear when we're talking about from fear to faith. Folks, when we read the word of God and we are godless people and we hear it for the first time, there should be a fear that comes over us when it comes to this God that the Bible talks about, this one who is holy and just, the one who does what he wishes because he has created this world and everything that he does is perfect. And when he promises that there is a heaven and a hell... We ought to fear that God. The Bible tells us to fear the one who can send body and soul to hell. That's God. He will be the one to direct that. He will be the one to cast the final judgment upon us. So we're to fear that. So it begins, so they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. Now, a lot of people are going to be like, well, why in the world would they go to a harlot's home? Well, first of all, There would have been a number of people who would have passed in and out, a number of men who would have passed in and out her home. It would not have been a big deal for somebody to be there. So they probably knew this. They probably understood this. And they went into this home. uh, And and here we find something that that begins to to really show the the understanding of this woman. Even though she had this past, even though she, she was known as a harlot, something begins to happen in her life. Verse 2 says, and it was told to the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel. Sorry about that. I've got to get my glasses. I'm getting old. And it was told to the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Then the woman took the two men and hid them 
Why would she do this? Why was she willing to hide these spies? What was it that, that suddenly has taken place? This, this adulterous woman, this woman who, who we know and we understand was one who would have just had all types of sordid affairs. This has been who she was. She, she would not have had a fear of God. She would not have had an understanding of who God was unless something happened in her life. Now, Jericho was one of the principal seats of idol worship being especially devoted to uh, Ashtoreth, the goddess of the moon. So these people were religious. They, had a, they, they were pagans. They had a religion, but it was nothing to do with God. It was nothing to do with, with who God was. And, and yet they, they definitely had an idea of what religion was. But something has taken place in the life of this woman. Rahab suddenly has awakened to a reality that she's never had before. How did she get there? Well, Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. All of a sudden, something has happened to this lady who was a worshiper of the moon goddess. Now, all of a sudden, she has a tender heart, a kindness towards these people who are coming in. Why would she do that? Well, because of the fear of the Lord. All of a sudden, she is beginning to hear of what is taking place. This is the, first, this is the beginning of verse 9. It says, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you has fallen on us. Rahab is saying, listen, I have heard what has taken place. I have heard what happened across the Jordan. I know all that God has done. And I'm telling you that the fear that I have has led me to believe and trust in the very God that you serve. I no longer want to pay any attention to this moon goddess that I serve. I fear your God. Listen to what he said. Listen to what she says. Let's keep reading in verse number nine. I know that the Lord has given you the land that the terror of you has fallen on who? Us. On everyone, and that all the inhabitants of the land are fate-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom utterly you destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. You are seeing fear. You are seeing this understanding that there is something coming that is so strong that we cannot hold it back. Their God is so great that whoever gets in his way, he just destroys. This fear is real that she has in her heart. And she understands that this so-called moon god that we serve is of no value to us. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted, neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God. Folks, I don't know about you. But if this is not a perfect picture of Proverbs 9.10, I don't know what is. All of a sudden, there's this fear, there, which the fear then leads to wisdom. Wisdom to her was, I don't want to die. I don't want to end up like all those people that tried to stop you. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. I understand one thing about this Holy One. He's greater than any. He's greater than all. How do we know this? This is what she says. She finishes verse 11 with this. He is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. What does she just proclaim? 
He is creator. She didn't have that knowledge until she began to fear this God. And all of a sudden, the very God that she feared has given her knowledge that he is the creator of all things, of heaven and earth. He is the one. It is him. It is he who takes care of these things. Now, verse 12 says, Now, therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token. I need your word that you're not going to kill us. I'm putting my faith, my hope in your God and the people that he calls his own. And I'm asking you to show me kindness, show kindness to my father's house. And verse 13 says, and spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. What is she doing? She is putting her hope and her faith in the God of the Israelites. And she is saying to these people, I see the power of God in you, and he has put within you the power of death for anyone who gets in your way and the power of life for anyone who will follow. She is crying out to God. And it all started because of the fear that was there. So many preachers today won't preach the truth. They want to soften it. What if Rahab would have heard, yeah, you know, God ran some people out. Um, he built a bridge over the Red Sea. He built a bridge over the, the Jordan for them. And when the people got in their way, he just kind of told them, all right, y'all go ahead and leave. That wouldn't have made much of an impact, would it? What did, what did Rahab know? Every single person that got in the way of God and his people, what happened to them? They were crushed, destroyed, dead. Rahab says, this fear that I have has led me to faith. And now I'm asking out of my faith for you to spare my home, my family. Verse 14 says, so the men answered, our lives for yours, if none of you tell this business of ours, and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with you. Verse 15 says, then she let them down by a rope through the window for, the, for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall and she said to them, go to the mountain lest the, the pursuers meet you. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterwards, you may go your way. Remember what it led to? Let's go back and look at this one more time. Let's take another look at it. Um, and I just lost myself. Don't worry. Yo, I've got to get glasses. This is sad. No, leave me alone. <laughs> The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, correct? Is she not dealing wisely with these men? She's telling them what to do, how to hide, how to get there, how to do it, how to take care of it. God has given her insight. Why? Because he, she now belongs to him. She has put her faith in him. Verse 17 says, So the men said to her, We will be blameless of this oath of yours which you have made us swear. Unless we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you led us down. And unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household to your own home. So it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head. And he will be guiltless. And, excuse me, and we will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him. 
And if you tell this business of ours, then we will be free from your oath which you made us swear. There are some conditions here for her safety. One of those conditions had to be this mark, this, this sign that would be given to, to the Israelites as they came in. And if this sign was there, they would understand, unless when we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window throughout which you let us down. The scarlet cord would represent her hope. The scarlet cord would represent her salvation. The scarlet cord would represent her life. If this scarlet cord was missing, no salvation, no life. Instead, she would end up like all the others there within the city of Jericho. Ruined, dead, no city left. But as long as she put, she put this cord in the window, it would bring her life. It would bring her hope. It would bring her salvation. Much like us today, unless the blood, the crimson blood of Christ flows within you, there is no hope. Do you notice here where Rahab said her little sinner's prayer? Did y'all see that? Where she said her sinner's prayer? Yeah, I didn't see it either. There was no sinner's prayer. It was a simple confession. I am scared to death of this God that you serve. Therefore, I'm going to put all of my hope in him. Please spare us. Today, you and I must understand it's not some magical prayer. It is us coming to a wisdom that we are sorry, sad, and no good. And without the crimson blood of Jesus Christ, there is no hope for us. And unless you bring your father, your mother, your brother, and your father's household to your own home, Listen, if you have salvation, what should you be doing? The same thing they told Rahab to do. Get your family to understand their need for Jesus Christ. Live in such a way that your family is attracted to Christ. Be honest. Be, be real. Tell them of the, the truth of God and, and how he holds the power of life and death in his hand. Rahab may have had a sordid past, but she is mentioned many times throughout Scripture. Again, in the lineage of Christ, we find Rahab. We find her in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 31. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. By faith, it says, she had put her faith in this God who had come their way and who was taking over their land, and she did not want to become a statistic. Instead, she wanted to become a follower of this God. She put away that serving the moon God. She put away all of those negative things. She put away all of that evil, and she said, I want to follow this one God. And it says that by faith, the heart of Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies 
with peace. She understood these spies were from God. They were, had come into the land to take it over, and she wanted to follow after that God. I'm telling you today, we have a lot of people who say they want to become a Christian, but they don't want to follow God. I Listen to me. I'm telling you, you cannot say you're a Christian and not follow God. We've been learning on Wednesday nights. You can't say you're a Christian and then pick and choose what parts of the Bible you like. You're either all in or you're all out. And we know we're going to mess up from time to time, even as believers. She's put her faith in this one God, but yet she lied to the people. She lied about where the spies had gone. And some of you are like, well, she did that because. No, she didn't quite understand that God is in control of everything. Whether she lied or not, God would have kept those spies safe. A lot of people say, well, little white lies don't hurt. Rahab told one. She was just barely a believer. God's still working on her at that point. Thank you that God's still working on all of us in here too, right? Do you know what else Rahab was? The first Gentile convert. How about that? The people are moving in. Rahab's the first one we know of that, that's outside of this faith, that's outside of these people, who comes in and receives the God of Israel. And what do we find Rahab later? Again, in the lineage of Christ. Is that not powerful? This woman who was a harlot had something to do with the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ. Folks, that's not something to be ashamed of. That's something to celebrate. That God is good enough. God is able. What's holding you back? What do you have in your past that tells you you can't serve God? Folks, there's nothing that if you won't confess it and give it to God, there is nothing that is too big for his grace. God's grace is big enough for whatever you bring to him. Some of the greatest men I've ever met were men who had troubled past. What did they do? They trusted God with their troubled past. And you know what God did? He bound a crimson cord around their, right around their heart, the blood of his son. And he said, my son paid your penalty. For your past. You got a past? God's already paid the penalty. All you got to do is trust him. Whatever it is. Whatever you've done. Confess it. And God can forgive. Now that's good news. 
Bad news is man doesn't always do the same, does he? But if we're in the church, what should we be giving out as well? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Sometimes what somebody needs to understand the forgiveness of God is the forgiveness of a Christian. Did you hear that part? Sometimes what some people need to understand the forgiveness of God is the forgiveness of a Christian. This harlot, this woman of the night was struggling. She knows that God that she has served, the goddess that she has served, the one that she has trusted in and believed in, but now she hears of this one true God. Where everywhere his people trod, every step that they take, that land belongs to them. And if you notice something about Rahab, she's the only one along with her family that stayed inside their house. They were the only ones that feared turned to faith. Not everybody's going to get saved. That's just a fact of life. They may experience the same things you've experienced, go through the same things you've gone through. But folks, if God has gotten a hold of your heart, you better praise him every day that you're a believer. Because fear turned to faith. Whatever your past is, bring it to God. Because if you don't, you'll pay for your past for all eternity. But if I come to him, I'm set free, and I become a part of the family of God. Let's stand together. Father, we thank you that you have allowed us to see such a beautiful picture of someone with what we would consider today to be a horrible past, a horrible life choices that she's made. And yet, Father... Your grace was sufficient. You were enough for her. And you are enough for us through your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you give us mercy and grace. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I want to ask as we get ready to leave out, um, you know, God's word is so powerful to us when we recognize how fear of who he is and what we've done when we trust him, that fear leads to faith, which leads us to a beautiful thing called justification, where God has taken care of everything through his blood, through his son, Jesus Christ. I don't have to do anything else other than just trust him. And the moment that justification takes place, sanctification starts. The changing of, the growing up, the maturing of the Christian. That is the prayer that I have for all of us, that we will come to that place where we want to change. But folks, you can't change without first 
having the understanding of your faith has to be in Christ. There is nothing you can do. It's his way or no way. But the beautiful thing about that is his way is perfect because it doesn't involve you doing anything other than just saying, Lord, because of my sin, I fear my consequences and I can put my faith in you and you've taken care of my consequences. Yes, I may have to pay some things on earth or there might be some things I have to do here, but eternally, our eternity is taken care of. That's what's important. So as we leave out, I want us to simply bow our heads. And Peter, if you would, would you sing that first verse again while we all just bow our heads in prayer and ask God to show us where we are, whether or not we truly know him. And if not, then let us surrender today.